The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Growing up, it was common for me to see my mother sewing. I remember various clothing laid out on the floor, and alongside of the fabric, there would be a soft paper cutout of what was being sewed. It was a pattern, paper pattern for the fabric. And so today, as we gather at this Mass to remember Mary, the mother of Jesus, and our mother, I want to look at how Mary is a, a pattern for the church and a pattern for our Christian life. Mary brought Jesus into the world. She raised him to adulthood. She accompanied him on his mission and especially at the foot of the cross. You and I have a similar relationship with Jesus. We bring Jesus into the world through our works of charity, through our vocations, through the church's teaching and the sacraments, we raise other Christians to adulthood in Christ. And finally, we oftentimes accompany others in carrying their crosses. Just as God the Father assumed Mary into heaven, body, and soul at the end of her earthly life, so God's going to lift up the whole church, you and I, in a perfect communion with the Trinity in heaven at the end of time. So what happened to Mary is going to happen to us. So what specific traits can we pattern after Mary? One that I think is very important is obedience. Obedience. 
It's not popular today, but I don't think it's ever been really popular. None of us really necessarily want to be obedient, but in this case, we really truly will want to be obedient. We often are encouraged to question and then make up our own mind if the answers satisfy us. But that's not the example of Mary. She did ask questions. So that's very important to remember. She asked questions. And she did not completely understand all that was happening to her. And yet she was obedient to God's promise. The Annunciation, the loss of her child in the temple, the flight into Egypt, the death of her husband Joseph, the cruel murder of her son. All of these must have shook her faith, and yet she remained obedient to God through it all, pondering but being faithful. St. Ignatius might give us a clue of how she did it. St. Ignatius of Loyola wrote, it's not hard to obey when we love the one whom we obey. It's not hard to obey when we love the one we obey. So what about us? What are we being obedient to? I think we need to be obedient to the will of God, of course, but even more importantly, be obedient to his promises. Obedient to his promises. Jesus after the resurrection, when the apostles were there, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed upon them. Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Are we being obedient to his promise of believing his love for us? That he wants to be living in peace with us that he's forgiven us of our sins. If we're not obedient to these promises, obedient to these words, then we become easy prey for the devil. And one of the devil's favorite tricks is discouragement. Notice that word, discouragement. There's the word courage in it. So it's the opposite of being courageous, discouragement. And discouragement will paralyze us in our, our spiritual lives. The enemy loves to turn our attention to that which is going to make us feel sorry for ourselves and discourage us. He loves to whisper in our ears a very seductive lie. God doesn't really care about you. He gave up on you a long, long time ago. Why bother? Yet that can never be true. Never, never. Whenever we hear these kind of thoughts, we must turn to Mary and pattern our lives after hers. Remember what Mary said to her cousin Elizabeth, he has looked upon his handmaiden's lowliness, or another translation puts it, he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. The Lord is always looking with favor upon us, all of us. He knows our faults, our failings, our lowliness, but he's eager to help us to overcome them. Mother Teresa of Calcutta said, don't give in to discouragement. If you're discouraged, it might be a sign of pride because it shows that you're placing your trust in yourself, in your own powers, rather than in God's. 
Today, I invite you when you come to Holy Communion and the Lord comes to you in Holy Communion. He does so to renew his commitment to you. Thank him for his dependability. Notice what I said there. Our Lord is going to come to you. Our Lord is going to renew his commitment to you. We as Catholics, we don't take Holy Communion. We receive it. And that action is very important because what we're doing is we're allowing the Lord into our lives. We're not taking him. We're not in control. But rather, we're allowing the Lord to renew his promise to us that he's going to be with us until the end of time. And in the sacrament of Holy Communion, this is one of the ways that he is with us until the end of time. And so this week, when difficulties or failures or sins try to turn your gaze away from his, remember the lesson of Mary and the pattern that she has given us, that God is always faithful to those who turn to him.